good morning or afternoon or whatever time of day you are, it is that you're listening to this. This is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. I'm Jeff. He's John. And he's a preacher's kid. I'm a preacher with kids. And we get together and talk about the Bible and current events. And we, we try to get deeper in God's Word. We try to understand His knowledge and His wisdom not so that we can be the all-knowing, but so that we can grow our faith. Because the important thing for us is 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 walking by faith. And and the more we understand about our Lord and Savior, the more we can walk by faith. Um, the more we see His Word and understand His Word, the more we can take a step of faith when uh, in our daily walk. Um, but anyway, we we call this other side of the pulpit for a couple of reasons. One is there's just a man on the other side of the pulpit, and sometimes we we look at that and, and say, uh, at the person on the other side of the pulpit and think he's supposed to be perfect, but he's not. He's a man. But the real work gets done on the other side of the pulpit from the preacher. You know, when the, the preacher's in the pulpit. Um, he gets paid to be good. Yeah, everybody else is good for nothing. That's good, isn't it, John? But that the real work gets done by the people that's on the other side of the pulpit from the pastor. And so we just that's it's kind of multifaceted where the work is done and where the but anyway. You just said a mouthful right there, didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I realized it, that's why I said it. No, and it, it, it goes a lot. What it brought to mind was our perception mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what's being said. Yep. Yeah, there are people that are good for nothing. But then there are people that are good for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, how you look at things, how you determine things, what your mindset mm-hmm. is when you interpret something. Mm-hmm. Which comes back to the thing that... Did we have prayer yet? We have not. I okay. was about to. All right, well, go, go ahead. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's get started. But that's, <laughs> the play on words The play on words is actually, you're right, it's the mindset of how you are. But let's pray and then we'll get started. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day, for anyone who would take time to listen. Lord, we ask you to open our hearts and minds that we can just learn about you. Lord, just let us grow deeper in your love and in your word. Father, we ask God in your son's holy name. Amen. Yeah, that, that's the whole point of that. You know, when you talk about people being behind the pulpit, the other side of the pulpit, you know, there's always somebody on the other side of the pulpit. But the reality of it is um, where you stand is where, you know, sometimes the pastor, you look at the pastor and go, oh, he can get things accomplished because he's on the other side of the pulpit. And the, and the pastor's sitting there going, you're on the other side of the pulpit. This is where you need to, you're, you're the one that can reach people better than me because. If I show up on their doorstep, they're paying me to show up on their doorstep. If you show up on their doorstep, it's because you love them. Um, so then you take that and you look at, um, you know, the grass is green on the other side of the fence kind of thing, and that's what we always kind of look at. But then you look at being good for nothing or being good for nothing depends on how you look at it. Um, and when we when we study God's word, if we're if we're studying God's word with an attitude of I'm going to find what I want to find, then you're going to find what you want to find. Exactly right. But if you look at it and you go, I'm going to find what God ha- wants to tell me, then you're going to look at it in that light too. And so it's it's um, it is it's a play on words, but it is a very much deeper thing than just. Yeah, because it has a lot to do with perception, the way you perceive things, mm-hmm. yeah. which which actually goes back to our makeup, to the way mm-hmm. we, the way we interpret things, mm-hmm. the the what we've been trained or fashioned or molded into the way we look at things. Because, I mean, if you think about it, and I'm going to just use this this particular terminology because it just grates at me when I hear it. But when somebody says human resources. Mm-hmm. Well, humans aren't resources. Pine trees are resources. Cows are resources. Uh, the rock in the ground is a resource. It's something uh, to be used and disposed of. Well, when you actually, put humans, go ahead. here you go. But when you put humans 
into that position and use them as a resource, you destroy their individuality. You take that away from them. But if you look at it in another sense, humans are resources because it's people that you depend on to do something with. Now, in that, do you look at that person as a resource or do you look at that as a person that has intrinsic value other than just accomplishing a task? Well, first, I don't think it just because you have a resource that you do away with it. Like you say, a pine tree has a, is a resource, yes, but an apple tree is a resource too because it provides apples and you don't, after the season, you don't cut it down and get rid of it. It, it, it goes the expand of its life mm-hmm. and then at the end of its life, it dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. If, do, when you, do you, does that apple tree demand respect from you though? But when, well, actually, yes, it does. If you want, to, if you want it to produce, then you've got to respect it and you've got to do some things to make sure that it takes care, that it's been taken care of. Well, um, that, that goes back again to a stewardship, which it still, even, even in all this and what we're talking about, it still falls into what, to the question that came to mind. Okay. And it's, it's number one, it's about perception. Mm-hmm. How do we perceive things? Mm-hmm. Number two, it's about individuality. We're mm-hmm. humans. Each one of us has got a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've got different ways that we perceive things. I can approach you in one way and tell you to do something or ask you to do something and you not get offended mm-hmm. with it and, and I can critique you in that because of my expectations of how it's supposed to be done. But there is a way that I can critique you in that that doesn't offend you, it helps you. Mm-hmm. However, on the other hand, there's a way I can come in and critique you in what you've just done and just make you completely inflamed. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with... You said human resources. Humans are not resources, but when you, it depends on what light you're looking at. You know, for my kids, I'm a, I'm a huge resource. Oh, yeah. And for the church, I'm a resource. But they for depend... The com- it's somebody that depends on you. To a point. To a point. And then they become... But, but, and, then, and then when you look at... I don't necessarily think it takes away the individuality away... When, but you're looking at it on a corporate standard. Exactly. But in a corporate standard, the 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 goal is, the goal is to make the corporation money. That's the whole goal. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. The, if you get out of if you get away from that goal, mm-hmm. then which comes into stockholders and board of directors. They don't well, care about the people that work there as much as they do about what they're producing. Yes and no. I mean. Um, which, which then, then you get into that, then you get into the government part of it. We'll see, you know. About how the government perceives things. Well, going back to the first thing, first of all, you know, when you look at it's gonna the, be good. the corporation aspect of it, if you don't make the company a profit, then there is no job. Right. And that's like I, um, I had somebody talking to me, go, they could pay me more money. I said, well, you could go out and start your own company and make your own money. And they looked at me. I said, you know, the reason why the boss, the reason why the owner of the company makes more money than you do is because the owner of the company stuck his neck out. He invested more. He invested all that he's got. You're investing eight hours and ten hours a day, something like that. You know, you're not investing what he or she has invested. And then... To me, this is 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 that's such a broad subject that it is. there's no it way to really. Is. But but you got to and so being such a broad thing, you'd have to look at it and. and but if you look at it as a, as a boss in a corporation, you break you can break it down and go, well, you got um, these it, each individual people that brings something to the table. You know, the truck driver brings the ability to get the cargo to and from. So they're not, they're, they're valuable. They bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guy that, that can run the heister. And, you know, we was talking about the excavators and, and the guy up before this, we was talking about excavators and, and how the excavator guys run the, the, that equipment, that, that, that bucket is an extension of their arm and they can do thing, amazing things with it. 
They bring something to the table that some. But then you look at it this way: the ground man is he, is what makes the operator do so good because the ground man says you got to go down two inches, and that guy operating it goes down two inches. But if the ground man says you got to go down six inches, and you really only need to go down two inches, then you're going to go too deep. And then you see what I'm saying. So that everybody brings something to the table, and they're all individuals, but they are coming together in a corporation to make everything function for the greater good of the company, so that everybody draws a paycheck. So I disagree in the fact that they do do away with your individuality. Now you may have a fleet of truck drivers, and you go, "Well, I'm just one of many." Well, yeah, but each one of you doing your part is like I've got five fingers on each hand. They're not individual, but they are individual. They come together to work to bring. And so I, 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 I think that when you look at that, and I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to fall into the biblical, biblical oh, it aspect. Oh, it just falls right the, into it. You know, your perspective on how... See, and this, this goes back to your perspective is that human resources makes you brings everybody together you lose your individuality you lose this you lose that and yeah i guess with insurance absolutely because everybody has to be blanketed into one group and all that but 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 see i look at it as i i'm an individual that brings one aspect to the table Mm -hmm. that somebody else doesn't bring and if somebody else brings it then there's a need for two of us it, it, if it, that makes sense. It, it absolutely does. But it all comes back to one thing. It's our human perception and how yeah. we're trained to look at things. See, when you, when, which, which, Jeff, if you look at it, when you go back and you look at the, at the, at the Old Testament and how God viewed His people, mm-hmm. then you come forward and you look at when the Gentiles were included in this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. when they were brought in. When, when under grace, when the Jewish people were basically not... I'm, I, when I say this, I don't mean it this way because God's not through with them yet. Mm-hmm. The church did not replace the Jewish people. He still got a plan for them. Those covenants He made are mm-hmm. still to come. He, di- he didn't eliminate them. He just set them aside. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to put you on hold. I'll, I'll be back to you later. Y'all going to have to watch. Hey, y'all watch this. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Then he brought the church in, Gentiles, for a purpose. All right. When you go back and you and you look at his order and the way things were designed, and you look at when he began to describe, when Paul began to describe the the parts and positions of the body in the church and what they were there for, each and every one has its own individual purpose. Mm-hmm. It has a plan. It has a part. No one is more important than the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, as as far as the body goes, mm-hmm. so yeah, that folds into it. Now, can you lump everybody in together and say, "Okay, this is all been one deal right here"? No, you still got it. You, you still. This is where I used to have a lot of problems with people saying, "Well, I made Christ my personal savior." Did you now? Did you now? If you could do that, then you didn't need a savior. Then you did exactly right. Oh. Uh, I've heard it from the pulpit said you need to come and make Christ your personal Savior. Mm-hmm. There again, it's that perception of what we've been taught and how we've been taught to look things in a mindset we've been given. Human resources. Humans aren't a resource to us, but to the big corporate dude that's sitting up there 10,000 miles away from you in some you know, high-rise office complex, what he's looking at is accomplishing this task because that's the job he's been given. This, he's going to do what he's got to do to accomplish it. Right. But but I also look at humans are resources because when I need somebody to talk to, I've got a resource. And that's a different perception right there. Yes. That's but that's what I'm saying. See, you you know, you, you go, can, you go you can from, look at it in a negative or a positive or, and see if you, if you go, well, the resources in a corporate would quit. Don't work for that company. Then what are you going to do for a living? You got to go somewhere else. Are that's they going to treat you that way? Jobs. Is that, are they going to treat you the same? Start your own company. Then you can. You don't need any resources. You can be your own thing. And, that's but, why I've had so many jobs. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where um, um, 
there, it's, it's, you don't have the position and then you and then you get into a position and you understand why somebody does what they do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um it's it's like and, and, why does why does somebody change when they get into that position because their perspective changes their job their 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 task changes yeah it, and i'm 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 coming at this from a fact of i've had and I'm trying to be very generic here and not identify any particular individual, okay? Mm-hmm. But in my family, I've had people that have been in a position of authority over hundreds of people for a span of years. Their mindset and how they see things is different than mine. Mm-hmm. They come at it from a corporate mindset of accomplishing the big task, the whole thing. Whereas the individual where I would come in commits to accomplishing my task. So uh, we don't look at... I, when, when it comes to the way we interpret and we look at Scripture, a lot of times we don't look at the whole plan. As a pastor, I've sat into, in, in meetings. I've mm-hmm. talked to people. I've talked to individuals. Did you into, drink my coffee? No, yours is right there. Uh, okay. Mine's right here. Oh, I've yeah. talked to individuals. And... And I, I'm just going, I mean, since as a pastor, I talk to the guy leading the music. I talk to the guy running the sound. I talk to the guy that's, that's teaching the Sunday school class. And I talk to the guy, let's just say him or her on all these things, because some of them it might be ladies. The person that is the treasurer, I talk to the person leading the youth. I talk to the, okay, the WMU director. Okay, I talk to all these different people. And I talk to John Q. Public in the church. And each one of them have their idea of what they want to do mm-hmm. and what needs to be done. And they've got their perspective based on where they're sitting. Mm-hmm. The youth leader, and this hey, and, and just so you'll know, as a pastor, I would be disappointed if my youth leader wasn't thinking about the youth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As a as a, the the worship leader should be thinking about the music and and the singing and the songs, the singers, the equipment. And if he's not, then if he's thinking about the youth over that, then he's thinking about the wrong. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't need. I need mm-hmm. him to think about what he does. And so, as a pastor. I need to take all these individual things and look at it as a whole. And that would be your job, as not a, necessarily job, and I'm, you know, it is. It's your calling. Well, to to make certain that in all of these they are correctly doing what's the main focus. But it's but the other but see, God. but see here's the other thing too, John. When it comes to these things, they don't think about anything else. So when you when you go, they go. Well, we want to. I want to do this, and I go. But you can't do that. Why not? Well, because you've got this over here, mm-hmm. and they go. Well, but this is what I want to do. They only see their perspective of what they do, mm-hmm. and so as someone who is leading the entire church, I've got to look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So when you take when you take the guy, this this the CEO of a company. He cannot look and go, well, let's just do what John wants to do. Mm-hmm. He's got to look at everything, and he's got to bring all those individuals together as a group. And so you're sitting on one side of the table or the other side of the table, and you can't, you can't say, well, um, you're losing your individuality. No, no. You may feel that you're losing your individuality because you're bringing you're you're brought together, but the truth is, is you're you're getting you got to have somebody that's going to take it all and look at the whole big picture. You do realize I baited this conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you see what I'm saying. So when you look at this, and yes, when you look at this. The youth leaders need to be bringing the youth closer to God and, and worshiping God. The worship leader needs to be. Mm-hmm. The Sunday school teacher needs to be. And the, and, the, and the individuals sitting in the pews need to be. Mm-hmm. 
doing their part in, in, in worshiping. And you bring it all together. But if you if you look at it as these are in, in every one of these, every one of these people are human resources in doing God's work. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So in in, in that sense, yes, I I would say that that's a resource. But here here's here's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Are you having a mindset of the world system? Or are you having a mindset from God's system? Absolutely. Yes. See, you take that big broad subject and in a secular world, in secular business, your your goal is to get the job done. As a Christian in a position in a secular business, I'm going to make sure that I get that job done and let God's light shine. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, I say, I do what I do because I do what I do. I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else. I'm not saying that you're right, and I'm not saying you're wrong in what you do. I do what I do because this is who I am. I said, I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. And based on that, I want to make sure that when people look at me, they see past me and they see God. Mm -hmm. So when I fail, they look at me and don't see God. Mm -hmm. But also when I fail... And I've got a line of all these good things, I've, all the things I've done successful for God, then they can say, well, he made a mistake, but they can still see God, if that makes sense. But if they think, well, he's cheating over here and he's doing this over here, then he's certain, I don't want to be a part of that. They don't, that takes away from God. And, uh, and I said, and I, I was telling the guy this at work, and I said, I said, uh, I was, uh, I said I needed to to go buy a tag for Mason's truck and get the title because I got him another truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went after I got off work. Mm-hmm. I clocked out. I went up there and I said I've got access to the courthouse anytime I want to. If I'm there, I go up there almost every week. And I could have gone up there and gone up while I was up there. I could have gone up there and done that. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I've dropped off a check while I was up there, but I didn't make a special trip to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'd drop off a you know tax check or whatever. But I, I mean, that's as simple as just hey, putting this, you know, mm-hmm. dropping it off in the thing as you're walking by. But I knew I didn't have to go up there, and that was going to take me a few minutes because they're going to have to get the title information, get my information, mm-hmm. they, you know, give me it, you know, and then I was going to have to pay the bill, and they were going to give me a tag. I knew it was going to take 10, 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. I said, I said, I waited, I got off work and did it. Mm-hmm. And I said, and then another day, I, I need to look up something in the courtroom, courthouse that was personal. And I said, somebody had asked me to look up something, so I went up there after I got off work. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I said, and I walked up and put 50 cents on the counter and gave it to the lady. And they go, you know, you could have just taken that out. I said, yeah, but this is for me, not for work. Mm -hmm. And they go, nobody cares. And I said, I do. It's okay. Bring the pencil home from work. Yeah. It's just a pencil. Well, and, and see, I said, I care. And I said, I want people... When they see me, I want them to see God. And so this is one of my testimonies about why I do things. I, I call them up and say, hey, I'm on my lunch break, I'm going to be running a couple of errands, so I just want you to know I'm taking lunch right now, but I'm going to be running these errands. And they laugh at me. At the office, they'll laugh. And I go, but if anybody in the county asks a question, they will see me doing the right thing. And I said, because so when I make a mistake, they go, well, he never does that. So obviously he made a bad decision that day. Mm-hmm. It's not a pattern. The pattern's good. And I, the reason why I say that is wherever you are, you can live for God and you can show God's light. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and everything that I do, 
They go, why do you do that? I say, because I want people to see Jesus when they see me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want them to see me. I want, them, I, I want to point to Christ. Everything I do, I want to point to Christ. I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing this on my own because I'm not. And it's so cool because I get to talk about God several times a day, almost every day mm-hmm. at work. Because in that secular world, you can take God with you. That's just how it is. And, and I, I'm using this because most everybody works secular jobs. Very few people are in the church. And then in, and in the people that, that, are in, that, that look into a church, they go, man, you got it made working with all Christians. Man, working in a church is harder than working in the, in the secular world. The, the people that are casting you out out there probably still like you. They just casting you out. The people in the church will look at you, smile, and catch you. <laughs> Standing with a knife in their hand. I know. Which is why I brought one, brought that up. Yeah, partially. The thought too comes across about this is, in the secular world, you can be replaced. When when God gives you a calling, when He gives something to do, you can still be replaced, unless you do what He's told you to do. Yes. He's given you an individual specific call to do something. I believe, I, I believe, I mean, I'm 100% with you on that. If you're doing what He calls you to do, but if you're not, you're not producing that fruit He wants you to produce, then He will cut you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to tell you, as a pastor, as a Christian, there's times that you don't feel like you're producing the fruit even though you're trying to produce the fruit. And then somebody comes up and says, man. <laughs> you know what I'm Because I do a morning devotion Monday through Friday. I don't do it on the weekends, but I do it Monday through Friday. And uh, Monday through Friday, and, and I go, man, I'm, nobody's listening to this. Nobody's listening to this. And I have people all the time go, man, I, I, I can't wait to listen to your devotions and uh, of course, some people, Bailey will get on there with me sometime in the mornings too, and and uh, she and I'll cut up a little bit before I do the devotion part. And my, and and I have a group of people that that enjoy seeing Bailey on there, and then there's a group of people on that that that's all they care about is because me and her cut up, and they think, man, that was the best devotion ever. And I go. So what about it? Did you like you just the way you and Bailey just kind of talk to each other, and because we're not planning it, it's just Bailey being Bailey. It's kind of what we're doing right here. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, but see with Bailey, it's a it's a whole different matter. Yeah, yeah. But it just depends, like you say, the perspective. Some people look at it as that's that's the devotion, us cutting up, and it has nothing to do with God, and others think it's funny that we cut up and then they get the devotion as well mm-hmm. so it's but you think you're not doing anything all of a sudden somebody says man I, I, I just look forward to your devotions every day some of them go I can't, I can't watch it in the morning because I'm commuting so I watch it on my lunch break and it just brightens my day and I'm sitting there going I really didn't know I was producing the fruit <laughs> does that make sense it does it and does. so but, but if, if I wasn't producing the fruit God would say it's time for you to stop we're gonna put somebody else in place. Well, it you know, and it, and it goes back to to once again, it goes back number one to our mindset, how we perceive mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. It goes back to interpretation of the scripture, because we take so much out of context. Mm-hmm. We we go in and we pull just a, a smidgen out that justifies what we want to believe, mm-hmm. and we say, well, scripture says it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it might have said it right there, but when you put it back in context, it doesn't say it at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In 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 that in that aspect, is there a difference between a human resource, something we depend on, and personnel? Well, God has personnel, and He's got resources. Mm-hmm. It's it's how how are you fulfilling? How are you learning from His Word? How to be that resource that He uses? Mm-hmm. How to be that 
individual, that personnel, mm-hmm. have that personal relationship with him where you know that he's telling you to do something. Mm-hmm. Which I think is lacking in, in, what, 98% of what goes on in so-called Christian today. Why? It's because we have our own agendas. We put more importance on ourselves, number one, than we do on others. Than, than we do in, in trying to help a brother. It, than we do in trying to, to show somebody what Scripture's saying instead of defending something that we believe. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've read, and it's wrong. The way I've been thinking mm-hmm. is wrong. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, you know, even though I've been taught by, oh, I got four degrees. Okay, that just means you've been trained in somebody else's way of thought. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're right according to Scripture? Not necessarily. Hey, Roberto. Hola. Hey, hey. We're still going, but not, we, we're about to finish. Yeah, we're finished. We just, we just had the uh, hey, illustrious Robert Alford <laughs> come in. Hey, why are you pouring? Oh, you want some? I didn't know that. John won't pour me no more. Sorry. I think you're absolutely right, John. And... and uh, <clears throat> I agree with you. We we get our perspective on what's going on with the Word of God, and and oftentimes we lose what God's trying to say because we've got our own perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think if we got our mindset of what's God trying to tell us, so that we can come together to do His will, we could get we get a whole lot better information we can understand. Um, I've said it for years. And uh, that a lot of churches' theology, a lot of the church's theology in the different churches come from whoever their pastor is. Yeah. And Absolutely. what the pastor's desires are. And not what the books are. Yes. All right. Well, it's been good. Uh, this is not at all what... <laughs> I was going to say, me and John started this. this, this you, you understand our mind if you listen from the beginning to the end. Because um, this is not what we're going to talk about. John no. had something else that we kind of went off and got to talking. But anyway, but still, it it, it all when it's all said and done, it all folds mm-hmm. back in together on each other. It all mm-hmm. interrelates. It all interconnects. Mm-hmm. It it it's it's just a question that we're going to do next week. Yes, and this is kind of leading up to it. Good deal, Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to share with people. I just pray, Lord, that. That somehow, some way, mm-hmm. that because of what's being said and what we do and what we discuss and how we do it, that it just causes somebody to pick the book up and read it for themselves, and let you tell mm-hmm. them what it says. Let you let let you, by your Spirit, direct them into what is the correct way to read it and how to interpret it and how to follow it. Father, go with us, go with us in our week this week. Keep our hearts and our minds focused on you, and I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Good morning or afternoon or whatever time of day you are, it is that you're listening to this. This is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. I'm Jeff. He's John. And he's a preacher's kid. I'm a preacher with kids. We get together and talk about the Bible and current events. and We, we try to get deeper in God's Word. We try to understand His knowledge and His wisdom not so that we can be the all-knowing, but so that we can grow our faith. Because the important thing for us is 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 walking by faith. And and the more we understand about our Lord and Savior, the more we can walk by faith. Um, the more we see His Word and understand His Word, the more we can take a step of faith when uh, in our daily walk. Um, but anyway, we we call this other side of the pulpit for a couple of reasons. One is there's just a man on the other side of the pulpit, and sometimes we we look at that and, and say, uh, at the person on the other side of the pulpit and think he's supposed to be perfect, but he's not. He's a man. But the real work gets done on the other side of the pulpit from the preacher. You know, when the, the preacher's in the pulpit. Um, he gets paid to be good. Yeah, everybody else is good for nothing. That's good, isn't it, John? But that the real work gets done by the people that's on the other side of the pulpit from the pastor. 
And so we just, that's, it's kind of multifaceted where the work is done and where the, but anyway. You just said a mouthful right there, didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. I realized it, that's why I said it. (laughs) No, and it it, it goes a lot. What it brought to mind was our perception Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of what's being said. Yep. Yeah, there are people that are good for nothing. But then there are people that are good for nothing. Mm-hmm. So, how you look at things, how you determine things, what your mindset mm-hmm. is when you interpret something. Mm-hmm. Which comes back to the thing that... Did we have prayer yet? We have not. I okay. was about to. All right, well, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. But that's, the play on words, the play on words is actually, you're right, it's the mindset of how you are. But let's pray and we'll get started. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day, for anyone who would take time to listen. Lord, we ask you to open our hearts and minds that we can just learn about you. Lord, just let us grow deeper in your love and in your word. Father, we ask God in your son's holy name. Amen. Yeah, that, that's the whole point of that. You know, when you talk about people being behind the pulpit, the other side of the pulpit, you know, there's always somebody on the other side of the pulpit. But the reality of it is um, where you stand is where, you know, sometimes the pastor, you look at the pastor and go, oh, he can get things accomplished because he's on the other side of the pulpit. And the, and the pastor's sitting there going, you're on the other side of the pulpit. This is where you need to, you're, you're the one that can reach people better than me because if I show up on their doorstep, they're paying me to show up on their doorstep. If you show up on their doorstep, it's because you love them. Um, so then you take that and you look at, um, you know, the grass is green on the other side of the fence kind of thing, and that's what we always kind of look at. But then you look at being good for nothing or being good for nothing depends on how you look at it. Um, and when we when we study God's Word, if we're, if we're studying God's Word with an attitude of, I'm going to find what I want to find, then you're going to find what you want That's to find. Exactly right. But if you look at it and you go, I'm going to find what God ha- wants to tell me, then you're going to look at it in that light too. And so it's, it's, um, it is, it's a play on words, but it is a very much deeper thing than just... Yeah, because it has a lot to do with perception, the way you perceive things, mm-hmm. yeah. which which actually goes back to our makeup, to the way mm-hmm. we, the way we interpret things, mm-hmm. the the what we've been trained or fashioned or molded into the way we look at things. Because, I mean, if you think about it, and I'm going to just use this this particular terminology because it just grates at me when I hear it, but when somebody says human resources. Mm-hmm. Well, humans aren't resources. Pine trees are resources. Cows are resources. Uh, the rock in the ground is a resource. It's something uh, to be used and disposed of. Well, when you actually, put humans, go ahead. here you go. But when you put humans into that position and use them as a resource, you destroy their individuality. You take that away from them. But, but if you look at it in another sense, humans are resources because it's people that you depend on to do something with. Now, in that, do you look at that person as a resource or do you look at that as a person that has intrinsic value other than just accomplishing a task? Well, first, I don't think it just because you have a resource that you do away with it. Like you say, a pine tree has a, is a resource, yes, but... An apple tree is a resource too because it provides apples, and you don't after the season you don't cut it down and get rid of it. It it, it goes the expand of its life, mm-hmm. and then at the end of its life it dies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, do, when you, do you, does that apple tree demand respect from you though? But when well, actually yes, it does. If you want to, if you want it to produce, then you've got to respect it, and you've got to do some things to make sure that it takes care that's been taken care of. Well, um, that that goes back again to a stewardship, which it still, even even in all this and what we're talking about, it still falls into what to the question that came to mind. Okay, and it's it's number one, it's about perception. How do we perceive things? Mm-hmm. Number two, it's about individuality. We're mm-hmm. humans. Each one of us has got a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
we've, we've got different ways that we perceive things. I can approach you in one way and tell you to do something or ask you to do something and you not get offended mm-hmm. with it and, and I can critique you in that because of my expectations of how it's supposed to be done. But there is a way that I can critique you in that that doesn't offend you, it helps you. Mm-hmm. However, on the other hand, there's a way I can come in and critique you in what you've just done and just make you completely inflamed. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with, you said human resources. Humans are not resources, but when you, it depends on what light you're looking at. You know, for my kids, I'm a, I'm a huge resource. Oh, yeah. And for the church, I'm a resource. But they for depend, the it's somebody that depends on you. To a point. To a point. And then they become, but, but, and then, and then when you look at, I don't necessarily think it takes away the individuality away when, but you're looking at it on a corporate standard. Exactly. But in a corporate standard, the, the, the goal is, the goal is to make the corporation money. That's the whole goal. Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. if you're getting out of, if you get away from that goal, Mm -hmm. then, which comes into stockholders and board of directors. They don't well, care about the people that work there as much as they do about what they're producing. Yes and no. I mean... Which, um, which then then you get into that, then you get into the government part of it. Well, see, you know... About how the government perceives things. Well, going back to the first thing, first of all, you know, when you look at it's gonna the, be good. the corporation aspect of it, if you don't make the company a profit, then there is no job. Right. And that's like I, um, I had somebody talking to me, go, they could pay me more money. I said, well, you could go out and start your own company and make your own money. And they looked at me, I said, you know, the reason why the boss, the reason why the owner of the company makes more money than you do is because the owner of the company stuck his neck out. He invested more. He invested all that he's got. You're investing eight hours and ten hours a day, something like that. You know, you're not investing what he or she has invested. And then, to me, this is 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 that's such a broad subject that it is. there's no it way to really. Is. But but you got to and being such a broad thing, you'd have to look at it and. and but if you look at it as a as a boss in a corporation, you break, you can break it down and go, well, you got um, these each individual people that bring something to the table. You know, the truck driver brings the ability to get the cargo to and from, so they're not they're they're valuable. They bring something to the table, and then you got the guy that that can run the heister. And you know, we was talking about the excavators and and the guy up before this we was talking about excavators and and how the excavator guys run the, the that equipment that 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 bucket is a, an extension of their arm and they can do thing amazing things with it they bring something to the table that some but then you look at it this way the ground man is he is what makes the operator do so good because the ground man says you got to go down two inches and that guy operating it goes down two inches. But if the ground man says you got to go down six inches and you really only need to go down two inches, then you're going to go too deep. And then you see what I'm saying? So that everybody brings something to the table and they're all individuals, but they are coming together in a corporation to make everything function for the greater good of the company so that everybody draws a paycheck. So I disagree in the fact that they do, do away with your individuality. Now, you may have a fleet of truck drivers, and you go, well, I'm just one of many. Well, yeah, but each one of you doing your part is like I've got five fingers on each hand. They're not individual, but they are individual. They come together to work to bring. And so I, 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 I think that, when you look at that, now I'm not sure how this is going to fall into the biblical biblical oh, it aspect. Falls, it just falls right the, into it. You know, your perspective on how see, and this this goes back to your perspective is that human resources makes you brings everybody together. You lose your individuality. You lose this. You lose that. And yeah, I guess with insurance, absolutely, because everybody has to be blanketed into one group and all that. But 
But but see, I look at it as I I'm an individual that brings one aspect to the table mm-hmm. that somebody else doesn't bring. And if somebody else brings it, then there's a need for two of us. It, it, if it, that makes sense. It, it absolutely does. But it all comes back to one thing. It's our human perception and how yeah. we're trained to look at things. See, when you... When, which, which, Jeff, if you look at it, when you go back and you look at the, at the, at the Old Testament and how God viewed His people, mm-hmm. then you come forward and you look at when the Gentiles were included in this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. when they were brought in. When, mm-hmm. when under grace, when the Jewish people were basically not... I'm, I, when I say this, I don't mean it this way because God's not through with them yet. Mm-hmm. The church did not replace the Jewish people. He's still got a plan for them. Those covenants He made are mm-hmm. still to come. He, di- he didn't eliminate them. He just set them aside. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to put you on hold. I'll, I'll be back to you later. Y'all going to have to watch. Hey, y'all watch this. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Then he brought the church in, Gentiles, for a purpose. All right. When you go back and you and you look at his order and the way things were designed, and you look at when he began to describe, when Paul began to describe the the parts and positions of the body in the church and what they were there for, each and every one has its own individual purpose. Mm-hmm. It has a plan. It has a part. No one is more important than the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, as as far as the body goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that folds into it. Now, can you lump everybody in together and say, "Okay, this is all big one deal right here"? No, you still got it. You, you still. This is where I used to have a lot of problems with people saying, "Well, I made Christ my personal savior." Did you now? Did you now? If you could do that, then you didn't need a savior. Then you did exactly right. Uh. I've heard it from the pulpit said you need to come and make Christ your personal Savior. Mm-hmm. There again, it's that perception of what we've been taught and how we've been taught to look things in a mindset we've been given. Human resources. Humans aren't a resource to us, but to the big corporate dude that's sitting up there 10,000 miles away from you in some you know high-rise office complex, what he's looking at is accomplishing this task because that's the job he's been given. This, he's this, going to do what he's got to do to accomplish it. Right, but but I also look at humans are resources because when I need somebody to talk to, I've got a resource. And that's a different perception right there. Yes, that's but that's what I'm saying. Is. See, you you know, you, you go, can, you go you can look at it in a negative or a positive or, and see if you, if you go, well, the resources in a corporate would quit. Don't work for that company. Then what are you going to do for a living? You got to go somewhere else. Are that's they gonna why treat I'm you that way? jobs. Is that are they going to treat you the same? Start your own company. Then you can. You don't need any resources. You can be your own thing. And, that's but, why I've had so many jobs. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's one of those things where um, um, there. It's it's. You don't have the position. And then you and then you get into a position and you understand why somebody does what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's like and, why does why does somebody change when they get into that position? Because their perspective changes, their job, their 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 task changes. Yeah, and, and I'm 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 coming at this from a fact of I've had, and I'm trying to be very generic here, not identify any particular individual, okay? Mm-hmm. But in my family, I've had people that have been in a position of authority over hundreds of people for a span of years. Their mindset and how they see things is different than mine. Mm-hmm. They come at it from a corporate mindset of accomplishing the big task, the whole thing. Whereas the individual where I would come in commits to accomplishing my task. So uh, we don't look at... I, when, when it comes to the way we interpret and we look at Scripture, a lot of times we don't look at the whole plan. As a pastor, I've sat into, in, in meetings. I've mm-hmm. talked to people. I've talked to individuals. Did you drink my coffee? No, yours is right there. Uh, okay. Mine's right here. Oh, sorry. I've yeah. talked to individuals. And... 
And I, I'm just going, I mean, since as a pastor, I talk to the guy leading the music. I talk to the guy running the sound. I talk to the guy that's, that's teaching the Sunday school class. And I talk to the guy, let's just say him or her on all these things, because some of them might be ladies. The person that is the treasurer, I talk to the person leading the youth. I talk to the, okay, the WMU director. Okay, I talk to all these different people. And I talk to John Q. Public in the church. And each one of them have their idea of what they want to do mm-hmm. and what needs to be done. And they've got their perspective based on where they're sitting. Mm-hmm. The youth leader, and this hey, and, and just so you'll know, as a pastor, I would be disappointed if my youth leader wasn't thinking about the youth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As a as a, the the worship leader should be thinking about the music and and the singing and the songs, the singers, the equipment. And if he's not, then if he's thinking about the youth over that, then he's thinking about the wrong. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't need. I need him to think about what he does. And so, as a pastor. I need to take all these individual things and look at it as a whole. And that would be your job, as not a, necessarily job, and I'm, you know, it is. It's your calling. Well, to to make certain that in all of these they are correctly doing what's the main focus. But it's but the other but see, God. but see here's the other thing too, John. When it comes to these things, they don't think about anything else. So when you when you go, they go. Well, we want to. I want to do this, and I go. But you can't do that. Why not? Well, because you've got this over here, mm-hmm. and they go. Well, but this is what I want to do. They only see their perspective of what they do, mm-hmm. and so as someone who is leading the entire church, I've got to look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. So when you take when you take the guy this this the CEO of a company. He cannot look and go, well, let's just do what John wants to do. Mm-hmm. He's got to look at everything, and he's got to bring all those individuals together as a group. And so you're sitting on one side of the table or the other side of the table, and you can't, you can't say, well, um, you're losing your individuality. No, you may feel that you're losing your individuality because you're bringing you're you're brought together, but the truth is is you're you're getting you got to have somebody that's going to take it all and look at the whole big picture. You do realize I baited this conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you see what I'm saying. So when you look at this, and yes, when you look at this. The youth leaders need to be bringing the youth closer to God and, and worshiping God. The worship leader needs to be, the Sunday school teacher needs to be, and the and the and the individuals sitting in the pews need to be doing their part and in, in, in worshiping. And you bring it all together. But if you if you look at it as these are in, in every one of these, every one of these people are human resources in doing God's work. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So, in, in in that sense, yes, I I would say that that's a resource. But here here's here's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Are you having a mindset of the world system? Or are you having a mindset from God's system? Absolutely. Yes. See, you take that big, broad subject, and in a secular world, in secular business, your your goal is to get the job done. As a Christian in a position in a secular business, I'm going to make sure that I get that job done and let God's light shine. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I tell people all the time, I say, I do what I do because I do what I do. I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody else. I'm not saying that you're right, and I'm not saying you're wrong in what you do. 
I do what I do because this is who I am. I said, I'm a child of God. I'm a Christian. And based on that, I want to make sure that when people look at me, they see past me and they see God. Mm -hmm. So when I fail, they look at me and don't see God. Mm -hmm. But also when I fail, and I've got a line of all these good things, all the things I've done successful for God, then they can say, well, he made a mistake, but they can still see God, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if they think, well, he's cheating over here and he's doing this over here, then he certainly, I don't want to be a part of that. They don't, that takes away from God. And, uh, and I said, and I, I was telling the guy this at work, and I said, I said, uh, I was, uh, I, I said, I needed to, to go buy a tag for Mason's truck and get the title because I got him another truck. And uh, I went after I got off work. Clocked out. I went up there and I said, "I've got access to the courthouse anytime I want to. If I'm there, I go up there almost every week. And I could have gone up there and gone up while I was up there. I could have gone up there and done that. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I've dropped off a check while I was up there, but I didn't make a special trip to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I drop off a you know tax check or whatever. But I, I mean, that's as simple as just hey, putting this you know." Mm-hmm. dropping it off in the thing as you're walking by. But I knew I didn't have to go up there and that was going to take me a few minutes because they're going to have to get the title information, get my information, mm-hmm. they, you know, give me it, you know, and then I was going to have to pay the bill and they were going to give me a tag. I knew it was going to take 10, 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, I waited, I got off work and did it. Mm-hmm. And I said, and then another day I, I needed to look up something in the courtroom, courthouse that was personal. And I said, somebody had asked me to look up something. So I went up there after I got off work. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And I said, and I walked up and put 50 cents on the counter and gave it to the lady. And they go, you know, you could have just taken that out. I said, yeah, but this is for me, not for work. Mm-hmm. And they go, nobody cares. And I said, I do. It's okay. Bring the pencil home from work. Yeah. and It's and, just a pencil. Well, and, and see, I said, I care. And I said, I want people... When they see me, I want them to see God. And so this is one of my testimonies about why I do things. I, I call them up and say, hey, I'm on my lunch break, I'm going to be running a couple of errands, so I just want you to know I'm taking lunch right now, but I'm going to be running these errands. And they laugh at me. At the office, they'll laugh. And I go, but if anybody in the county asks a question, they will see me doing the right thing. And I said, because so when I make a mistake, they go, well, he never does that. So obviously he made a bad decision that day. Mm-hmm. It's not a pattern. The pattern's good. And I, the reason why I say that is wherever you are, you can live for God and you can show God's light. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and everything that I do, they go, why do you do that? I say, because I want people to see Jesus when they see me. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to see me. I want, them, I want to point to Christ. Everything I do, I want to point to Christ. I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing this on my own because I'm not. And it's so cool because I get to talk about God several times a day, almost every day mm-hmm. at work. Because in that secular world, you can take God with you. That's just how it is. And, and I, I'm using this because most everybody works secular jobs. Very few people are in the church. And then and in the people that, that, are in, that, that look into a church, they go, man, you got it made working with all Christians. Man, working in a church is harder than working in the, in the secular world. The, the people that are casting you out out there probably still like you. They just casting you out. The people in the church will look at you, smile, and catch you. <laughs> Standing with a knife in their hand. I know. Which is why I brought one, brought that up. Yeah, partially. The thought too comes across about this is, in the secular world, you can be replaced. When when God gives you a calling, when He gives something to do, you can still be replaced, unless you do what He's told you to do. Yes. He's given you an individual specific call to do something. 
I believe, I, I believe, I mean, I'm 100% with you on that. If you're doing what he calls you to do, but if you're not, you're not producing that fruit he wants you to produce, then he will cut you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to tell you as a pastor and as a Christian, there's times that you don't feel like you're producing the fruit even though you're trying to produce the fruit. And then somebody comes up and says, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I do a morning devotion Monday through Friday. I don't do it on the weekends, but I do it Monday through Friday. And uh, Monday through Friday, and and I go, man, nobody's listening to this. Nobody's listening to this. And I have people all the time go, man, I, I, I can't wait to listen to your devotions. And, uh, of course, some people, Buddy will get on there with me sometime in the mornings too, and, and uh, she and I will cut up a little bit before I do the devotion part. And, my, and, and I have a group of people that, that enjoy seeing Bailey on there, and then there's a group of people on that, that that's all they care about is because me and her cut up, and they think, man, that was the best devotion ever. And I go... So what about it? Did you like you just the way you and Bailey just kind of talk to each other, and because we're not planning it, it's just Bailey being Bailey. It's kind of what we're doing right here. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, but see with Bailey, it's a it's a whole different matter. Yeah, yeah. But it just depends, like you say, the perspective. Some people look at it as that's that's the devotion, us cutting up, and that has nothing to do with God, and others think it's funny that we cut up, and then they get the devotion as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, but you think you're not doing anything. All of a sudden, somebody says, "Man, I, I I just look forward to your devotions every day." Some of them go, "I can't watch it in the morning because I'm commuting, so I watch it on my lunch break, and it just brightens my day." And I'm sitting there going, "I really didn't know I was producing the fruit." Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. It and does. so, but but if God, if I wasn't producing the fruit, God would say, "It's time for you to stop. We're gonna put somebody else in place." Well, it you know, and it, and it goes back to to. Once again, it goes back, number one, to our mindset, how we perceive mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. It goes back to interpretation of the Scripture because we take so much out of context. Mm-hmm. We, we go in and we pull just a, a smidgen out that justifies what we want to believe. Mm-hmm. And we say, well, Scripture says it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it might have said it right there, but when you put it back in context, it doesn't say it at all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In, 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 that, in that aspect, is there a difference between a human resource, something we depend on, and personnel? Well, God has personnel and He's got resources. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how, how are you fulfilling, how are you learning from His Word how to be that resource that he uses, mm-hmm. how to be that individual, that personnel, mm-hmm. have that personal relationship with him where you know that he's telling you to do something. Mm-hmm. Which I think is lacking in, in what, 98% of what goes on in so-called Christian today. Why? It's because we have our own agendas. We put more importance on ourselves Number one, than we do on others. Than, than we do in, in trying to help a brother. It, than we do in trying to, to show somebody what Scripture's saying instead of defending something that we believe. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've read, the, and it's wrong. The way I've been thinking mm-hmm. is wrong. Mm-hmm. Even, though it's, you know, even though I've been taught by... Oh, I got four degrees. Okay, that just means you've been trained in somebody else's way of thought. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're right according to the Scripture? Not necessarily. Hey, Roberto. Hola. Hey, we're still going, but not, we're about to finish. Yeah, we're finished. We just, we just had the uh, hey, illustrious Robert Alford <laughs> come in. Hey, why are you pouring? Oh, you want some? I didn't know that. John won't pour me no more. Sorry. I think you're absolutely right, John, and... and uh, I agree with you. We we get our perspective on what's going on with the Word of God, and and oftentimes we lose what God's trying to say because we've got our own perspective. And I think if we got our mindset of 
what's God trying to tell us so that we can come together to do His will, we could get we get a whole lot better information we can understand. Um, I've said it for years and uh, that a lot of churches theology, a lot of the churches theology in, in the different churches come from whoever their pastor is. Yeah. And Absolutely. what the pastor's desires are. And not what the books are. Yes. All right. Well, it's been good. Uh, this is not at all what... <laughs> I was going to say, me and John started this. This, this you, you understand our mind if you listen from the beginning to the end. Because um, this is not what we're going to talk about. John no. had something else that we kind of went off and got to talking. But anyway... But still, it, it all... When it's all said and done, to you, it all folds mm-hmm. back in together on each other. It all mm-hmm. interrelates. It all interconnects. Mm-hmm. It it it's it's just a question that we're going to do next week. Yes. And this is kind of leading up to it. Good deal. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to share with people. I just pray, Lord, that that somehow, some way, mm-hmm. that because of what's been said and what we do and what we discuss and how we do it that it just causes somebody to pick the book up and read it for themselves and let you tell mm-hmm. them what it says. Let you, let, let you, by your Spirit, direct them into what is the correct way to read it and how to interpret it and how to follow it. Father, go with us, go with us in our week this week. Keep our hearts and our minds focused on you, and I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.